0: Hello, hello, my high vibing friends. I'm so excited that you're here on the Abundance Alchemist podcast with me today. So I want to share a little bit of a story with you um, as we dive into our episode today. I had a client that I was recently talking to, and she shared with me that she has been playing this pattern as we kind of worked deeper into what was going on. This idea of jinxing the good. If she talked about it or if she shared anything good going on in her life, she would jinx it. And we dove a little bit further into where this is coming from. For her, this was really a place of culture. This is something she learned when she was a child that just didn't happen in their family. They didn't talk about you know, the good that was happening because there would fear that it wouldn't happen or that it would change or turn around or that bad would come. And so she learned this pattern of not sharing her wins with other people and not enjoying the good because she was so fearful that it would change if she did. And so we're going to talk about self-sabotage today because that's really what that pattern is. But we're going to talk about it in a term of really how we can shift it, right? Because this is all about the positive. We don't want to harp on the negative of something that we're doing. We want to shift out of it and really dive into how can we make our lives better. How can we grow? Because that's the entire point, right? Okay. So we learned these behaviors as kids a lot of time, and we learned them not just because of you know our parents, but so many different things um, that occurred, different things in the environment you know, different reactions from different people, different reactions and emotions within ourselves. And then we stored what happened in our minds and our body as good or bad, right? We learned this idea of this is good or this is bad. And it goes to this place of right or wrong. And we're not going to dive too much into that because the idea of right and wrong is really what plays into a lot of the self-sabotage. However, we're really going to focus on this piece of how do we get out of blindly accepting something that was learned. And this does go a lot deeper too, because you'll hear me talk about the subconscious and conscious mind a lot. And the subconscious mind plays a role in self-sabotage because it likes to keep us small. And it's not a negative thing that it likes to keep us small. It thinks that it's keeping us safe. This is kind of our safety mechanism within our body, if you will. This is the part of where it's like, hey, excuse me, Maybe that's not a great idea to do. Or, oh my gosh, that's fearful. So, or I feel the fear, I feel fear the anxiety. So, I shouldn't do that. Right. And it keeps us safe. This is in itself a contradicting process because the brain really craves stimulation and challenge, and that's how we grow. But we often become more passive in our growth as obligations and stress become more and more, right? We don't think about challenging ourselves to learn a different language or to learn something new. We always hear that idea of learn something new every day. But how often are we actively participating in that when we have the stress of our jobs or we have the obligations of things that we have to do or we're just so busy and we start, again, going through the actions of life without really showing up and taking an active part. And this isn't to say that we're not growing, but we have to make that active effort when we feel um, like this is really where the self-sabotage can creep in in many ways, right? We start to try to take an active look at our growth, we feel that negative self-talk like, oh, you're not good enough. You can't do that. Why would you think you could do that? Or you start to feel that fear, anxiety, you know, just that like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, right? And we hear this, this common occurrence too, that we kind of blame for this idea. We hear this phrase, humans don't like change. We're creatures of habit. And although that has some truth to it, it's again, a contradicting thought because we hear that we don't like change, but honestly, that's all we strive for. Think about this. Our goals are changes of where we are now, right? Your goal is to change where you're at now, financially be more independent, financially have more time or have more time freedom, um, lose weight, uh, be happier. Like anything that you have as a goal is change. So if we look at this belief and we're like, oh, humans don't like change, no wonder we're feeling this fear and anxiety and having these negative self-talk creep in when we're looking at. I'm trying to change, right? Again, we're contradicting ourselves. And this is really a mindset shift with change because if we stop equating change to bad or wrong or allowing it to be in the same place with fear all the time, we can come at it from a different place. We can come at it from a place of excitement and enthusiasm and just drive to see what is possible right we have the power to create that within us and we have the power to change and let go of these learned behaviors that we're talking about and i mentioned in a previous episode the fact that we often accept things blindly that others have said and this is kind of the same thing going back to that client story of self sabotage she learned that culture or she learned that behavior of self sabotage of we don't talk about the good we don't share the good with others and fear that it'll go away. And I think it's not just her. A lot of us have kind of this role, right? Where it's like, oh gosh, if you think of the bad, you'll manifest the bad. Or if you know I talk negatively, then I'll manifest that. And although energy goes where your focus goes, you're also focusing on the fact that I can't share the good because it'll change if I do. And we're not independent creatures. We really like community. I've talked a lot about the ba- one of the basic human um, psychological principles, if you will, is that of connection. We want connection. We want acceptance. So again, contradicting what we're really going for. So how do we do this? How do we break away from this idea of self-sabotage? And this is really where the work comes in. I recently read something that said something along the lines of stop expecting life to be easy. You're going to go through these hard times. And for me, this brought up a lot because I think that this is so true, but the part that was missing here is that how we are through these tough times is what truly matters. We can focus on what we can't control, or we can shift and focus on what we can control. I think control has a negative connotation to it a lot of times. But in the sense we can focus on what we can do, right? We can surrender. We can create the emotion that we desire. We can change. We have to start this whole process by identifying our values. And So when I did this activity, um, because I've done this activity with values, I use, um, it's called the Personal Value Card Sort. Amazing tool. It has like 83 values, and they're in these little cards, and you have to sort them into categories. And I'll break it down a little bit more, but I would suggest you look it up because it is amazing. So I've done this activity in several different treatment facilities that I worked in. And I always have a lot of resistance and it's kind of alarming. I'm like, wow, people really have resistance to diving deeper into what their values are, which is interesting to me because I'll have a lot of people say, well, I don't need to do this because I already know what my values are. And they'll spit off a couple of things like I value my family. I value my health. I value wealth, you know, whatever it is. And I'll always stop and say, I can hear that you value those things, but are they the most important values to you? Is that what drives your life? We can all come up with these values or things that we do value, right? There's, I mean, we can all list off a million things, but the real challenge is to have a list of, you know, 85 values in front of you and having someone tell you that you can have as many as you want. There's three different categories in this uh, exercise. You can have as many as you want in the important to you, as many as you want and the not important to you, but you can only have three in the most important to you think about that if you have 85 values in front of you it is not very easy to break that down to only having three in the very important to me but when you do this it really stimulates your mind and the reasoning behind this is because those are what your true core values are or what we're going to call those that really do dictate all your actions every single action that we take we operate on our values we react From our values. When something bothers us, it's because we feel like it goes against our values. So, this brings me to the next part of kicking self sabotaging behaviors, which is really checking in on resentments, resistance, and judgments. So, after you have those values, right? I said when you feel like something bothers you, it's because we're reacting because we feel like it goes against our values. This is where those resistance, res- resistance, resentments, and judgments come up. And this is a really tough one, but honestly, where the growth is truly occurring. When we can sit with ourselves and dive into that discomfort and question why it's there, we open ourselves up. So I want to share something with you, and it's, it's a little personal in my journey, but I think it really embodies this point. So I always have really felt like I have an open mind. I'm always really open to hearing people's different points of view. I work in um, a place that I you know, I really end up working with people from all over the world. I have clients in my own uh, coaching practice from all over the world with many different belief systems, cultures, ethnicities, anything you can imagine. Same thing when I worked in mental health and addiction. Same part, right? You're working with people from all different walks of life, and it's one of the reasons I love what I do. So I really pride myself on having this really open mind. And then, if, like I said, in the fields I've worked in, and I have this large compassion that I have for people, I truly didn't feel like I was closed-minded or judgmental. And to be fair, I don't think I was, but I noticed the judgment coming out in other places in my life and closed-mindedness. So I noticed that when I was triggered, I was judgmental and closed-minded. And really quick, too, when I say triggered, I'm meaning when an emotional response is brought up because of a wound in your past. I just want to make sure we're on the same page with that. Um, Because I've said that in a couple of my episodes and I don't think that's like normal daily lingo. So I figured I'd clarify that. So like I said, I noticed that when I was triggered, I was judgmental and closed-minded. For example, I was cheated on in a really abusive relationship years ago, constantly cheated on. So I, and I knew that So I grew very insecure, right? You go inward, right? We immediately go to what's wrong with me when we look at someone else's behavior, especially when we're in a wounded place. And I became really jealous of other women. I would compare myself constantly, like literally to the point where I didn't even want to go out in public. And I stopped. Like I didn't go to a lot of different things because I was so concerned that the person I was with would be looking at other people. I would watch their eyes to make sure that they weren't or different things, like just bizarre behaviors. And I hear that now and I'm like, dang girl, you were really hurt. That was really, really hard. And it, it was a really hard time in my life. And from somebody from the outside looking in, they're like, that's crazy. Right. But when you go to that place of actually being in a place that's so hurt, behaviors aren't logical, right? Because we're only going on that place of just trying to figure out what can make ourselves better because we're blaming ourselves. So I really had a ton of healing to do to get to the place where I could see that women are beautiful and I'm not playing in that comparing game. And I have done that work and that's really where I'm at now. But we aim for progress, not perfection. Um, Because, you know, we still become triggered by wounds every now and then because we're growing and healing. I would not be completely honest if I wouldn't say even in a beautiful, healthy relationship I'm in now that every now and then, yeah, if we see a beautiful woman, I'm like, dang, I wish, you know, my waist looked like that, or you know, I wish I was a little bit shorter, or whatever it is, right? These crazy things, right? We get caught in that comparing game. But I'm able to come to a place and say, wait, no, I'm awesome the way I am. I love my body, I love me, I love this. I don't need to change for anybody else, right? Because I took back my own power. However, back to that jealousy and closed-mindedness, in this time of hurt, I could go to working with clients in the mental health and treatment facilities that I worked in. And I'd be at peace, right? I wouldn't be comparing myself. I wouldn't be judging. I'd be in a really open-minded place. And then I would go out to dinner with family or with that person I was with. And I would be judging women left and right, right? And it was always women that I felt like I was inferior to just because of the way they looked or the way they were dressed. And it was simply because I was driven by that jealousy. I was driven by that insecurity, the point here is that we have to take a look at the resistance and resentments in all areas of our life, right? Because like I said, it wasn't in one, but it wasn't another. And this is really where it's hard, but this is the most powerful thing that we can do for our growth because it's how we heal. It's how we break free from those chains, right? It's how we look at, okay, I have resentments towards these women because I feel like I'm inferior in some way. Okay. Okay. Why do I feel inferior? What can I do to help myself realize that I'm not inferior, that I am beautiful and lovable and accepting of myself, right? And then we dive into this place of, okay, this is a new place of growth for me. What does this look like? And I will say that I think this is a place too, where I worked with a coach during that time. I worked with a coach when I really struggled. I um, don't believe I was in therapy at that, or actually I was in therapy at that time when it got kind of that bad. I was in therapy, uh, traditional talk therapy. And then I also was um, engaging in some alternative therapy, like acupuncture and different things like that. But, you know, this was really a place where I started working with a coach, with a spiritual coach that could help me Really shift and change my perception and change some of that stagnant energy and get out of this place of simply comparing all the time. So, through doing my own work, I'm able to celebrate other beautiful women. I'm also able to celebrate myself. And I'm able to not experience jealousy constantly with my partner now. Because the other thing we'll hear about too is bringing baggage, right? Bringing baggage from past relationships into new ones, which can be really, really tough. So if we're doing the work for ourselves, we in turn, everybody else benefits. And we benefit as well, right? We're a collective, we're, we're the collective. So if we're raising our vibration, we're helping everybody else raise our vibration. And we all know that when somebody is doing their own work, They are a heck of a lot more pleasant to be around than somebody who is not, right? And so if I'm doing the work in my relationship and in myself, then I'm helping my relationship in turn. So if you would have ever told me, just so you guys know that this would be the case, I would have laughed and honestly probably cried because I was in so much pain. So don't limit yourself to of thinking about what this has to look like. But just, again, focus on progress, not that idea of perfection. This was a learned behavior, though. Reacting in that way and playing the comparison game was learned. And it was a great way for me to engulf myself in self-sabotage, right? Going back to that, what were my self-sabotage? Negative self-talk. Was constantly telling myself I was inferior. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't thin enough, whatever it was. I had fear coming up inside my body. I was constantly anxious. I was depressed. I was contributing to that self-sabotage, keeping myself small. And in turn, what happened? I gained a lot of weight. I did not do the work on myself because I was pushing my emotions down. I was giving in to that self-sabotage instead of allowing myself to show up and say, uh, nah, sister, I'm good like i'm i love myself i love who i am right i didn't do the work and in turn was self sabotaging and i'm not beating myself up for this i have forgiven myself and know that this was a beautiful part of my journey because it really helped me grow to who i am today and helping other women embrace their inner power but it also wasn't my entire journey which is the important thing to focus on too So I want to shift to something Brene Brown said, because it was amazing, and it was in her um, book, Daring Greatly. It's about perfectionism, because you've heard me say progress, not perfection several times. And this is not a quote, but I'll paraphrase it. She said, we cannot prepare for the hard times. We forbade joy by holding back from celebrating or recognizing our wins or the good times. It is time to build a reserve of gratitude and use it in the hard times. And I'm going to read it again because it's really, really powerful and just kind of encapsulates really what we're talking about. So this, she said, we cannot prepare for hard times. We forbade joy by holding back from celebrating or recognizing our wins or the good times. It is time to build a reserve of gratitude and use it in the hard times. And my friend, this is the most important part through all of this. We have to celebrate our daily wins. We have to celebrate the small things. We have to celebrate the big things and all of the messy things in between. We again, strive for that progress, not perfection because perfection is not real. Perfection is something that society, we as a society have deemed the goal, but progress is the goal. Growth is the goal and happiness is the goal, right? You get to make what your goals are. So to wrap this all up, To break the chains of self-sabotage, we need to dive deep into our values. We need to look at that resistance, resentment, and judgments in all areas of our life. And we need to celebrate your daily wins. Build the gratitude reserve. I was going to say reservoir. Same thing. (laughs) Um, And I want to touch on that idea of the gratitude reserve before we end, because I think that's really, really important. Through celebrating our daily wins, we are being in that energetic space of gratitude. Gratitude is the place where you get to create. Gratitude is the energy you need to manifest what you desire. Gratitude is the place that we get to accept our change, what we get to accept the excitement in our lives, to be thankful and grateful and really be in a place of just being. Gratitude is a really present emotion. It's not necessarily in the future. It's not in the past. It's really in a place of where we're present and we're really in in our bodies experiencing that emotion. And it's a really, really, really high vibrational energy. So if we're building that reserve of gratitude, what it means to use it in the hard times is that even when we are not in a space of necessarily celebrating, but we're in a hard time, you can bring that gratitude back to life. You can remind yourself of what you're grateful for. You can shift that energy. I am all about that idea that we are such powerful beings. We have the ability to create what we desire. So if you want to shift out of a negative emotion, if you are really struggling, because the world is a tough place right now. Remember, life is hard, but we have the power to create how we want to feel about it and how we go through those hard times. So that gratitude reserve is really, really important and kind of a cool concept to think about just as we go through life. So last but certainly not least, this is a time this is or, i'm sorry this is a process this is not time sensitive right this idea of you know going through your values and working on gratitude and looking at resistance resentment judgments celebrating those daily wins all of those things this is not a like in the next month i need to do all these things this is a lifelong process this is what is really beautiful about that is our values shift our values do not stay the same throughout our entire lives. What is your core values may be relatively close. However, they will shift depending on what state of life you're in, where you're at, like what's going on in your life. All these, there's so many different factors that affect where your values are at. So that card sort that I talked about, the personal value card sort, look it up, grab the activity, have your partner do it, have your friends do it. It helps us understand each other a lot more too, because it's really important to understand each other, to understand our interactions. And again, going back to the episode um, that I did about how to make really genuine connections. This is going to be another part of it. When you understand someone's values and you understand your own values, you're able to connect with people a lot more. You're able to connect with people that really can be a genuine, respectful relationship because values are what we base those things off of. So go through that value process multiple times. Also resistance, resentments, and judgments. They're going to creep in about different things. I think it's Very cliche, but also very true. We talk about the idea of an onion. We are definitely an onion. We have to pull these things back of what our layers are. We're only really given enough of what we can process and what we need to heal in that moment. And then we do get triggered and other things come up. That's why it's really hard sometimes I'll hear clients say this, and I've experienced this too, where it's like, I thought we were done with this, Caitlin. I thought I already dealt with this. And I have to remind people that, yes, you did deal with part of it, but there's more to it. Think about how long you've learned some of these behaviors, how long the self-sabotage has been learned. And then think about, you can't just let go of all of that in you know just a couple days. It's going to take a while to release some of that and to unlearn some of these things, right? So this is really a beautiful process that you get to bring through your life. This is a lifelong commitment to yourself. And again, I did this with a coach and I personally think it was so valuable. And I am so, so, or I am such a strong believer in coaches and help because we're not meant to do this alone. And you'll hear me say that over and over and over. We are not meant to do this stuff alone. We are creatures of community. We want to have that support. And I also think that when you're diving into this hard stuff, remember, this is a learned behavior. So you're going to have these contradicting ideas of the subconscious and emotions and hard stuff that you're processing. If you can have someone next to you that's in your corner as a coach and say, hey, you're doing great. This is what I'm noticing. Be an outside person to see the inside of what's going on with you. And then to also give you steps and support, that is huge. We really, really can benefit from that. I know I did. I honestly do not think I would be able to go through all the different things that I've gone through in my life, and not have had coaches and therapists and, you know, different alternative uh, therapy practitioners like acupuncture and um, essential oil and all these different things. You know, all these practitioners helped me to get to the place that I am today. I also want to mention, um, I do have a blog about ce- about celebrating our daily wins with some really great ideas of how to jump on board with that. Because I think sometimes we talk about it, but we don't necessarily know what celebrating our daily wins looks like. Because we want to make sure, again, that we're doing something that's self-care, not self-indulgent. And that was a lot in the first episode. We want to make sure that this celebration is actually a celebration and actually making us feel good, right? We're not just... Doing something that isn't really actually celebrating or making us feel good. We also have to take time out to make the conscious effort. I am all about actively showing up in your life. And this is something you actively need to show up in celebrating your daily wins. So I'll leave the link in the episode notes. Um, And I know this was a ton of information, a very quick time. That's just probably honestly going to be something you should just expect every time from me and my guests, because I really think that We're here to give each other everything, right? And then it's what you take deeper into actually doing this is what happens in one-on-one sessions with a coach or one-on-one sessions with me, all these different things. And as always, I'm sending so much love your way. And if I can serve you in any other way and you're ready to kind of jump into a place of where you want to dive deeper into this and need a helping hand, and you're interested in coaching with me, go out and check my website, theabundancealchemist.com. I am so happy to serve you guys. Like I said, this is a really lifelong process of just living the life that you want and letting go of self-sabotage because we all do it. And it's not to beat ourselves up, but we also don't have to keep living those patterns and those learned behaviors over and over again. So thank you so much for listening. I so 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 appreciative of you guys i can't even tell you um please subscribe rate and review your feedback is so important to me and i really do value it um i don't want you to miss anything that's coming up we have some amazing guests coming up um, and really really great information to make changes that last Thank you for hanging out with me on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. Don't forget to head over and grab your free self-love activation meditation at theabundancealchemist.com and hit subscribe here so you don't miss a thing. Until next time, sending you so much love.